Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and today is Friday, April 23rd. We are inside a week to the NFL Draft, finally. We've got the best of the week from Jaguars Broadcasting, including head coach Urban Meyer and general manager Trent Baalke balancing value with immediate need. CBS Sports and Good Morning Football analyst Nate Burleson breaking down the Jaguars receivers on Jags Drive Time. Plus, changing the mindset of an organization and fan base with Bucky Brooks. Remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network, available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Give us a comment and a five-star rating. And before we get started, congrats to everyone who RSVP'd for the Travel Camp Duval Draft 21 event this coming Thursday at TIAA Bank Field. It was completely booked, and then the team added standing room only admission, and that has been completely booked. We should have a fun night at the bank this coming Thursday night. A night you'll remember where you were when the Jaguars selected first overall. Now let's get to it, starting with the biggest news of the week. Head coach Urban Meyer and general manager Trent Baalke met the media for the pre-draft press conference. Baalke's been through this before, of course, the former GM of the San Francisco 49ers. Value is the key word for Baalke as they prepare the draft board. I think when you, when you look at the draft, you're looking at value. You're, you're stacking the board based on the value of a player, not necessarily on need. Uh, if you do that, you you tend to overvalue players, and you do that consistently, and you're not going to be in the game long. So, you know, what, what we try to do is just look at the player for what he is, stack the board for what it is, and and let the board speak to us on draft day. And if there's a if there's a player there at a position of need, and we have it valued that way the decision would be to go with the, with the need. For head coach Urban Meyer, it's his first NFL draft, and it's a learning process. As a coach, I find myself always looking at need, and that's where you got to be cautious. You start chasing players instead of this whole, the whole idea of value is completely new to me, and that's something that uh, you know, I'm relying on. You know, Joe Cullen and Bevel as coordinators and Brian Snyder, who have extensive uh, experience in the NFL, and then obviously – Trent and his staff. So I've, I'm a quick learner. I've been working at this now for about three months. And the last, I can't imagine the last three, four weeks, you know, this has been our entire life uh, in that room, watching video, stacking the board. So trusting the board is key. I'm at the point almost there that I will trust it. But as a coach, I can see where you, uh, we need this, we need this, and we need this. And that's where you get yourself in trouble. So it's been a great ex- learning experience for me. And you ask your question, nervous. I'm nervous about everything. I think you know that. So Meyer also added that his comfort level with the actual draft room setup will come with a few more repetitions before draft night. Mostly I've been talking to the guy to my left about that. We've had a couple dry runs. We're going to have a couple dry runs again. Uh, I'm a uh, control nut and organizational nut, so I want to make sure that uh, I want to know where people are sitting. I want to know what camera, what we're going to be looking at on the screens. And, and Trent's been great, and this is the first time uh, – this organization, this personnel, this organization going to do it. So we're going to be on point. And so at this point, we, we've had a couple dry runs, but we're going to go in great detail early next week about exactly how it takes place. And so I'll feel much better after that. Earlier in the week, Balky and I sat down for a one-on-one conversation. You'll see it on the Action Sports Draft Special Thursday night in Jacksonville and on the Jaguars Weekly UK Draft Special on Sky Sports NFL in the United Kingdom. 
He has a history of trading up or trading down in past drafts, and quite a bit, actually, to find a certain player or a sweet spot of value selections. What goes into a draft trade, and how much work goes into it ahead of draft night? The difficulty of draft weekend trading. How much ahead of time do you work on something like that? Are phone calls being made now, a month ago, to, to kind of plant the seed and see what teams would do? How difficult are those trades to execute? Because I, I'm guessing you just don't pick up the phone on draft day and say, hey, we're going to move up six spots. Right. There's a plan in place, right? Yeah, there, there's definitely a plan, and it really depends on the board. And it's it's got to be a very fluid plan because you, you can't predict what's going to happen on draft day. You know, you see that all the time. Guys getting picked that you didn't, that uh, even the media didn't feel was going to be picked where it got picked, right? So that that plan is very fluid. And being able to manage the the draft day trades, you know, there's a little bit of an art to it. You gotta you gotta be confident in your board. You gotta be confident in the decisions that you're making uh, to to trade back or to trade up. And we're always going to try to move. You know, we're willing to move. I think other teams around the league know we're willing to move, uh, but we're only going to move if it makes sense. Up or down, right? Could up be or, either way. Up or down. What's his best NFL draft trading story? 2014. You know, I know uh, the, the, the one year we traded back, I think we executed three trades in, in the matter of, you know, five to, five to eight minutes trading up, trading back, and then trading back up to end up drafting Carlos Hyde, who we just re-signed now. So that was probably one of the more memorable ones. And I think we might have traded back twice and then traded up. I don't remember the sequence, but we made a lot of trades in a short amount of time and, and got the player that we wanted. We'll see how much movement Balky has in mind next week, his first go-round as the Jaguars' general manager. Back to the press conference and right out of the gate, Urban Meyer was asked by Mark Long of the Associated Press about the final decision on the number one overall pick. Hey, Urban, you told Peter King that uh, you were leaning toward taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Have you made that decision, and is there anything preventing you from announcing it before uh, next week's draft? Uh, we have, are knee-deep in the NFL draft uh, process, obviously, and you know we're going to meet with ownership tomorrow, and and uh, Trent and I are you know working together. But ultimately, that's uh, the owner is going to pull that ticket on that one, and uh, so we're going to have a great meeting tomorrow, and I imagine uh, we'll get closer to a decision. I'm sorry, not tomorrow, Friday, right? Friday. Friday. Or, yeah. No, Thursday. Whatever. I'm not sure. <laughs> We're going to meet with the owner this week. How's that? We'll be there for the draft. The full Urban Meyer Trent Baalke press conference is available on Jaguars.com and archived on the social media channels. Let's move along to the Huddle Up podcast from Wednesday. NFL media analyst Bucky Brooks, John Osher, and I got into a discussion about the reaction to Trevor Lawrence's comments in Sports Illustrated and his mindset as a competitor, plus how that can permeate into the organization and fan base. And then he thanked the Jaguars fans in a tweet on Sunday. He said, we really appreciate the wedding gifts and donations for the charities of our choice. In addition to the donations, Marissa and I will also be donating $20,000 to charities in Jacksonville. Thanks again. We hope to be a part of your community soon. And that was the end of the tweet. I think they are excited to be here, Bucky, which you know, national, a lot of national media types won't even believe. I think this is the perfect marriage in, in terms of, uh, not only Trevor being who he is in terms of what we think he will be as the player, but I think his demeanor and how 
he embraces being the franchise quarterback. He embraced it when he was at high school in Clarksville, Cartersville. He embraced it when he was at Clemson. And he's certainly already embracing it down in Jacksonville. And a lot of what it is to be the franchise quarterback has little to do with on the field and more to do with what you represent in terms of being QB1. I think we already see that he has a level of maturity that will enable him to handle all the responsibilities that come along with being the face of the franchise. Bucky, I think it was you a couple of weeks ago talked about it. And I know we kicked around on this show. Some guys were born to be QB1, so to speak. It's amazing to me, and it's telling to me that Trevor Lawrence has been QB1, not only on his own team, but in the country for, what, four or five years now? Mm-hmm. Which, which a couple of things are encouraging for Jaguars fans, I think. It's different. I never played, but I've talked to enough players to know it's different when you have that on you all the time for five, six, seven years, you come out of that different than if you were, say, Mac Jones. I'm not I'm not criticizing Mac Jones, but anybody else, Mm -hmm. because everybody else could argue that they've got some uh, something to prove or maybe somebody was overlooking them. He's been the target, not only a target, but expected to be a leader by teammates and setting the example within his building, probably since he can remember, that won't be a new thing when he comes in here. That won't be something all of a sudden he's dealing with. It's something he's very well prepared for, and he's always been the leader of the team, always been QB1. Furthermore, I know, I know you and JP have heard me say this before, the world of football has had four years to pick this kid apart and still can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's unbelievable to me. I mean, it, it it really only compares with maybe luck. Even when Peyton was coming out, you know, 22, 23 years ago, mm-hmm. there were questions. There were people saying, well, he's not this, he's not that, or, you know. So he turned out to be the perfect prospect, but it was a Ryan Leaf, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning debate. Very few have ever been the guy, unquestioned the guy, like this kid is. It's fascinating, but he couldn't be more prepared for it. No, he couldn't be. And I, I think you touched on something, John, that is kind of like one of the underlying things. And I, I'm, I can't wait to see how this plays out. I don't believe that Trevor could walk around and operate with a chip because I don't think he's ever seen himself as the underdog. Right. He has never had an opportunity to be the underdog. And so when you take Trevor Lawrence, who has that attitude, and then you also take Urban Meyer, who I don't think he fancies himself as being an underdog. I think for us in Jacksonville, I think this is a new way of thinking, right? Because yeah. for, so, for so many of us, like when it comes to Jacksonville, like, hey, we don't get enough attention. We don't do this. Look at us. Like we're just scratching and clawing. And I think what you're going to see is from a cultural standpoint, it will be a different approach that when the Jags walk out, particularly under the leadership of those two guys, they are going to puff out their chest a little bit and feel like, no, 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 this is not an upset. This is not a surprise. This is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to win games. And that changes because when that begins to happen, that becomes contagious and infectious. And you begin to, there's this saying like a winner's win. Guys just kind of figure it out. And those guys have always won. And so I think a lot of the hope and a lot of the comfort in pairing Trevor Lawrence up with Urban Meyer is because they've always won. And they'll just figure it out. 
Yeah, not everybody needs a chip, John. Like, I mean, you, it's okay to be good at what you do, right? I mean, and have been good at what you do for a long time. And that's the case certainly with Trevor. It's certainly the case with Urban. The Huddle Up podcast runs Wednesday mornings on the Jaguars official podcast network and jaguars.com. On to Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday afternoon. Jeff Lagerman and I discuss mock drafts, and apparently Lagerman has discovered something new. The internet and a website where you can produce your own mock draft. The one thing I think that is pretty cool, and this might be a, a neat exercise for somebody that uh, is into the mock draft type of things, Pro Football Focus actually has a mock drafter. Have you ever seen that, JP? No. Literally. I you, have not. You you go to this website, and if you put in PFF mock draft, and you can do this while do it right now. we're on the show right here. Mock drafter. When you go to it, you actually. Mock draft cho- simulator. Okay, yes. You choose which team you are. So you can choose. I'm going to pick the, the Jaguars. Jaguars. Okay. That's me. So you make your pick. Okay, and then what it does, it fills in all the other picks, and then you're back on the clock again at 25. So you're going to pick, I would assume, Trevor Lawrence at one, and then it populates the picks two through 24, and then you're back on the clock. And then you have a value board that you can look at what the, uh, the best available candidates are, and they have rankings. And so value would be something of this nature to where you're, you do the simulator and you're always picking the person that is at the top of the players remaining on your board. Right. And so, but it's a cool little simulator thing. I just Jaguar. drafted Trevor Lawrence okay. in this mock. Okay, yeah. now what will happen is that they will make all the picks 2 through they 24. Are. Here we go. We're going to 24. And then you're on the clock again I'm at 25. Clock. What you do, then once you make all your selections, you're making every pick that the Jaguars have. You're making two in round one, two in round two, two in round four. You got one third round pick. You got your, you know, your late round picks. You do all of them. And then once you're done... They give you a grade on every pick, and then they also give you an overall grade. So it's just something fun to do. So if you're a Jaguars fan and you want to play like uh, Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke a little bit between now and the draft next Thursday night, this is an awesome little thing and an awesome little tool. I think I ended up getting – I think I did about 10 drafts. Really? I I would do something different every time, and I did something different a lot of times because they would choose some different things. And I would do it just out of curiosity of what kind of a grade would I get if I picked and reached for a center in round two, you know, that was yeah. rated 30 players below the guy that uh, was top of the board. But anyway, it, it's a cool little thing, and, and it's something that I think fans of any team can have fun with and, uh, and become a general manager for a couple minutes. I got to say, I'm about tired of mock drafts, though. Yeah, but that's so, see, this that's is a little your different. You're doing your, it's like you're it takes playing like a video game. Yeah, two so. minutes but to complete a draft. There's so many mocks. And they all changed after free agency, too. Remember that? Everybody well, did a wave they, of yeah, mocks and then totally. free agency hits. And now we're doing another wave of mocks. And now there's the week of mocks and trade mocks only. And like <laughs> all these mocks everywhere. Well, it, uh, and that, that's just the way it is. And I, I don't read. I really don't. I don't read a lot of mock drafts. I don't. I like to read the rankings or how they rank players, how they st- how people stack players. Yeah. Because I think in the mocks, I mean, sometimes 
people do things for entertainment value, which yeah. is great. I mean, and that's the whole purpose. You want to be entertained, just like with the with the PFF um, mock draft simulator. But uh, I get a little tired of reading mock drafts. You know what I mean? <laughs> And because there's so many different possible outcomes, and so and you don't know, especially I, like the seven round mocks. Who the hell knows what's going to happen in the seventh round? Well, you don't know if you do the PFF them. simulator a bunch of times, you <laughs> maybe, might have a clue. Maybe you'll have a better idea. You might have a better idea. Well, I know my homework for the weekend. Logs <laughs> Jaguars Happy Hour Radio airs Thursday afternoon at four o'clock on 1010XL AM Radio and the Jaguars social media channels. When we return, Nate Burleson on nailing the draft and the Jags wide receiver room. Plus, a Pete Prisco preview. All that after this. Jaguars fans, are you excited about draft day? Get in on the action. Enter the TIAA Bank Meet the Pick sweepstakes today for your chance to win a special meet and greet experience with the Jaguars draft pick. Learn more at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. No purchase required to enter or win and will not increase your chances of winning. Open to legal residents of 50 United States and D.C. 18 years and older. Entry period from March 29, 2021 through April 29, 2021. To enter in for official rules, prize description, odds of winning, and other details, visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. Sponsored administrator, TIAA Bank, a division of TIAA FSB. This is one opportunity, one, and I'm going to put my foot in a batter's box and swing as hard as I can. And I did my homework. Here's the thing. I'm tired of hearing about bad players. I'm tired of hearing about bad coaching. All the stuff you hear the media and fans talk about. You know what? We don't have bad players. Matter of fact, we have exceptional players in certain positions. Some that have to play better, but we have a good core. You're going to have a great fan base. You watch what happens to this fan base when we start doing what we're supposed to do and win some damn games. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And you just heard Urban Meyer in the first team meeting of the offseason program. Behind the scenes access available on The Hunt. Chapter 2 aired Thursday night. And it's archived on the team's social channels and the Jaguars' YouTube page. If you haven't seen it yet, you better check it out. Really good work from our team here at Jaguars Broadcasting. Also, if your season tickets were up for renewal this offseason, well, you better get to it. Starting next week, those who place deposits for new season tickets will begin the process of selecting seats. So if you haven't renewed your seats could be among those chosen by new season ticket members. Look for your renewal link in your email, visit jaguars.com, or call 904-633-2000. And finally, as always, thanks for checking out the official Jaguars Podcast Network, a free subscription on Apple iTunes or Spotify. Of course, you're listening to this program here. Jaguars Reporters on Mondays, the Huddle Up Pod Wednesdays, the Ozone Podcast, it goes on and on. Give us that five-star rating, and we'll have special draft recap podcasts each day of the draft coming up next week as well. Let's move along to Jags Drive Time Tuesday morning, and Ashwin Sullivan made it happen. CBS Sports Analyst and Good Morning Football co-host, former NFL wide receiver, Nate Burleson joined the crew to discuss the Jaguars draft and the Jaguars wide receiver room. What is nailing the draft in your eyes? What do they have to do? Addressing the team needs. Um, and what's great is with the talent that you already have on the roster, some of the things that the Jacksonville Jags were able to do in free agency, um, you can go in a variety of ways. Cornerback safety, uh, help that defense out uh, so you can really give teams fits when they try to attack the air going up against that Jags D. Um, of course, you can go off to linemen. You know, one of the struggles that rookies face, um, you know, consistently year in and year out is protection. Um, so if you give that rookie more time in the pocket, then they'll be able to hit their weapons. I mean, we saw that a lot with uh, Joe Burrow last year. As much as we wanted to compliment him, 
we saw him take a ton of shots in Cincinnati. So um, when you look at the, the picks that are available, we know what's going to happen at number one. And then 25 moving on, what is it, five picks in the top 100? Um, if you if you hit that draft and you hit those needs that you have, like I said, this turnaround is going to be a lot faster than people think. I don't throw this around a lot, but when Marvin Jones walked in this building, it was almost Calais Campbell-esque. Like, he owned the room. And now he has DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel in that wide receiver room. How big is that for those young guys to have someone like Marvin Jones to look up to? Well, it's big from an X's and O's standpoint, just because you have a guy that can come in right away and show you how to be a consistent wide receiver. Now, DJ Chark is a beast. I mean, that dude is the number one wideout on any team. Um, so, you know, let's let's not act like he's just going to come in and play second fiddle. Um, but what what else you get with Marvin Jones? You get the the the, the other side of what being a professional athlete is. And you know what? That's that's understanding the ins and outs of being a pro. How to take care of your body? How to take care of your diet? How to balance and and multitask? Uh, show up and be an absolute professional while being a grown man and handling your business off the field. He's seen the highs and the lows. He's been, you know, considered one of the best wide receivers, but also been on a team that wasn't winning. So um, having a guy in the locker room that can speak to you when the tough times come, that goes a long way. Great stuff there and the full archive with Burleson on Jags Drive Time, available on this podcast network or jaguars.com. Let's wrap this week with a preview of next week's Ozone Podcast. A familiar name and voice caught up with John Ozier, our good friend Pete Prisco of CBS Sports. You made the comment that you think the Jaguars will be one of the best teams over the next decade. That's got to be more than just Trevor Lawrence. What do you see that you like? No, it's not just – it has to be more than Trevor Lawrence, but that's your sustainable success comes from that position. And I'm going to go back to the Chiefs. I use Patrick Mahomes as a perfect example. They didn't win it last year. They won it the year before. They're the favorite again this year. And the reason for all of that is him. You look at that team. Yes, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are special. You go to the defensive side, they didn't rush the passer very well at all last year. They didn't have any guy that you could say, okay, got to account for him. Brian Clark had a bad year. Uh, you look at defensively, Matthews, good. Honey Badger's a really good player. Their corners were okay. It's all because of him. So build it around Trevor Lawrence. You know, we talked about the speed guy. I think DJ Chark's a heck of a player. I, I think you're going to have some young, promising receivers in Johnson and Chenault. But they need a playmaker on the inside who can stretch the defense a little bit. And by that, I mean a guy like Kadarius Toney or Rondell Moore or Elijah Moore, somebody who can give them the little quick little wiggle, don't hold your breath, Tyreek Hill kind of play. Then you have that. Then maybe you grab a tight end in the second round. But it's all about Trevor Lawrence, John. The sustainable success in the NFL comes from the quarterback position. If you have that guy, you will win consistently. You might not win it all. You might not win it every year, but you're going to be in the hunt because of that guy. And that's how much I think Trevor Lawrence will impact this football. Check out the full Ozone podcast with Pete Prisco early next week on the official Jaguars podcast network. So here we are inside a week until the NFL draft and plenty of coverage next week on all our shows. The Jags Reporters Podcast Monday, Drive Time Tuesday, Huddle Up Wednesday, and then the big day Thursday. Happy hour at 4 o'clock that day. Plus the Jaguars Radio Draft Special at 7 p.m. On top of the Action Sports Draft Special on television. All that and much more with more detail coming up next week. 
Thanks for subscribing to the official Jaguars Podcast Network on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods, and give us that five-star rating. Thank you very much, and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast, presented by TIAA Bank.